it somehow pulls up like summer reading programs when you're a kid Mm -hmm. and you're really competing for stickers and like a pat on the back. That's what ale trails do to me as a grown up. Welcome to the Beer Feelings Podcast, where together we are indulging in life and craft beer. This show is all about demystifying the craft beer space in a fun and flirty way for those who are just beginning their beer journey or for people who already love their brews and are hungry to learn more. My name is Natalie Jones, and I am the beer drinking gal pal you never knew you had. Now, today's episode is going to be such a fun show. I've invited my friend Mel Fox from Work For Your Beer to come chat with us just a little bit about beer travel and some easy tips and tricks that you can do to plan the perfect craft beer-centric adventure. Now, Mel has been a huge inspiration to me in creating beer feelings, creating kind of this female-centric brand, so I'm so excited for you guys to get to know her. So let me get out of the way. Without any further ado, let's start chatting with Mel. gosh. Mel, welcome to the Beer Feelings Podcast. This is going to be such a fun show. I know I always, and see, we're already (laughs) going. I always love drinking beer with you, talking about kind of everything from soup to nuts. And I'm so excited to introduce you to the Beer Feelings community. So real quick, let's, for those individuals that don't know about you and don't know about work for your beer, give just a speedy, quick background on what you do in the beer universe. Sure. So my name is Mel Fox. I am one of the co-founders of Work For Your Beer. Uh, We are a community of people who enjoy both working out and drinking. Um, We started in Charlotte back in 2016 because we realized there were literally like 50 different beer fitness events happening all across the city. And uh, we wanted to connect them all and give people a resource where they could like find other beer yoga, beer run clubs, like all that kind of stuff in one space. And so, hi parents. (laughs) Hi dad. (laughs) Hi dad. Uh, but yeah, so we started in 2016, we turned five in December. Um, since then we pivoted our business model a couple of times, but really we like to create content around interesting beer. We are really passionate about getting people like moving and grooving and hosting nonprofit events that are like at breweries, um, in the fitness space. And, um, most recently we've been doing a lot of beer travel. So we've been doing a lot of content around like where to travel, how to drink, how to have fun and make sure you're like keeping that balance up. That you're doing all the things still. Well, I can say I definitely, (laughs) I stumbled across Mel and stumbled across work for your beer through way back in the day when I was still the owner of Rocky Mountain Brew Runs and we were locked down in the middle of COVID. Mel and all her like beer wisdom was a really big inspiration and and ultimately kind of led to the starting of beer feeling. So excited to kind of go full circle here and have you on the show. Now, I think I'm just you're one of my beer drinking gal pals. I would love, you know, before we totally talk about how do we build kind of this beer trip, what does beer travel mean anymore? I would love if you could share your background in beer. Was it easy for you to get into? Did we like it right away? Were we intimidated? Kind of like, where did you start? And then how did we get here? Yeah. Um, so before I got and started work for your beer, I really just enjoyed like going to different breweries, trying different styles, um, and just like 
getting that like aesthetic that you get at a brewery where you're like, oh, this is a really interesting, like unique experience because every brewery is so different. Um, but getting into work for your beer, I mean, my co-founder and I are both female um, and we did have some interesting moments. I still have interesting moments where I'm like, mm, casual sexism is fun. Uh, but we had some like really interesting moments early on when we were trying to just like find our way in the space. And I remember like when we first started, we were yes people because we had just started a business. We had so much like momentum and energy and like we were so motivated and people would be like, Hey, do you want to do this? And we'd be like, yes, yes, yes. And then I realized like saying yes to everything was not the route to go. And in some instances it was like, Hey, like this is a profitable opportunity for us, but I don't feel comfortable in this space and in this brewery or working with XYZ people. And so we really had to empower ourselves to be like, we're allowed to say no to opportunities. And also like, let's try to lift each other up. So like we are extremely passionate about like supporting women in beer and like elevating people and not having it be like this competitive thing. Like even in like the little beer influencer space, like I just want everyone to get along and like have a party and like, you know, like enjoy each other's company and lift each other up versus tear each other down. And I think that's really important to like part of work for your beers mission is to like be able to do that. I love it. But yeah, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster, kind of like learning. Like at first we were like, Oh, just nod and smile. This is an awkward scenario. But now I'm like, nah, I, if I don't feel comfortable with you, I will hard no not work with you. And that I think took me a lot of like courage and like experience to get to that space. But I think that's so amazing. I'm so proud of your journey and especially knowing that like you guys were such an inspiration for beer feelings and for just like helping to survive all the other beer ventures, beer business ventures I've done. I'm definitely still in, I'm just getting through my like yes threshold yes. on where yes. I'm really taking the time to say like, okay sure, this has maybe worked in the past, but does this bring me joy? Does this help the businesses? And then is that the business that I want to build? So yeah. I want to start talking about the business kind of pivot that you're making and kind of our inspiration for this episode, which is beer travel. Well, I guess first, first and foremost, I want you to start drinking your beer. So what are we drinking today? Yay. Okay, good. Cause I've been waiting. Um, I'm drinking a beer called Groovin' Gravity Ooh. from Ex Novo. I actually haven't tried it yet. I cracked it before this though, so it would be cracked. It is a hazy Imperial IPA with mosaic and Nelson hops, 8% brewed and packaged in Portland, Oregon. So I'm in Seattle right now, um, hanging out because my eight to five is out here. Um, and I scooped this up and I'm not going to lie. I did it because the can is so beautiful. <laughs> It's a beautiful can. I'm going to have to, like, this is going to have to be the video clip is just showing. I am a sucker for cans. Well, I'm drinking also a beer that I just purchased because of the can. It's called Whiny the Millennial. Like and Whiny, it's the elder? <laughs> yep. Some similar, some similar so branding to another beer that I won't name since maybe people haven't made parallels, but, um, but it's raspberry rice lager. Ooh. If people have been listening, they know that I've kind of been hooked on rice lagers the past couple of weeks. Rice lagers flat though. They're just, they're <laughs> so, okay. So mine is the opposite on ABV. Well, I guess maybe not the opposite. It's a 5.2. Um, so I'm going to have like a mellow evening and you're going to have a much more fun evening than yeah. I am, but all right, well, feel I'm free traveling right now. So I'm allowed to have adventures drink <laughs> freely throughout the episode. We can always take beer sipping breaks, but I know 
I know because you and I keep in touch. Um, your your personal beer journey is taking a really exciting turn in this space of beer adventures and beer mm-hmm. travel. And so what I would love to talk about on the episode today is for individuals out there that maybe like craft beer, they like exploring craft beer, like they're one of us kind of in this community how could they go about, or what are some tips and tricks on building a trip around beer where you're not obliterated the whole time? Cause that's, yeah. that's a different kind of trip. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's like a part of why I feel like work for your beer is such a good way to like, look at enjoying craft beer, not because like you have to work for your beer and you can never drink beer if you don't work for it. That's like not at all the message. It's all about like having a healthy balance. So for us, like if we're planning like a weekend trip to a new city, the first thing I look for is like, where do I want to hike or what like unique outdoorsy things do I want to do so that I can get out and be active and like, you know, sweat out a little bit before I then go and find three or four breweries that I want to visit in the afternoon. And I think something that's really important is like being able to spread out. Like some people are like, I have to go to 12 breweries and this is the schedule. And it's like, that's fine. If you're like, you have to check off the number of breweries or you're like, you have a goal to hit a certain number of breweries. But I found that it's much more enjoyable when you book like, or think about like, what two breweries can I go to? And then you talk to the people who are working at the brewery and say, Hey, what other breweries should I hit while I'm here? And that's how I found a lot of really good hidden gems is like, they'll be like, Oh shit, you should go to this place. It's right down the street. And like, they're newer or, Hey, have you checked out uh, this, this place that um, popped up? They have a second location, but like no one really knows about it. And then you're like, cool. So it's really nice to get those like additional like flavors of um, taste from like the the brewers themselves or the bartenders or whoever you're talking to. And you don't feel like you're squeezing everything in because you've allowed yourself some space. And I used to be that person that was like, I have every single minute of every single trip planned out and this is what we're going to do. And like, as I've grown and evolved, um, I feel like being able to have that like leeway to go and meld and go with the flow like has been so nice and again like you get the local recommendations that you wouldn't really normally get I love so much of what you just said. First and foremost, people that work in beer love good beer. Like they're not gonna recommend like a hyped up brewery or a hyped up beer. If it's just that, if it's just hype and it doesn't have something to stand on, because most beer people are pretty proud. Like they're, they don't want to give a bad recommendation. They want more people in the space. Like that's my, my thing is when I give a beer recommendation, normally my next question is, well, what do you like to drink or what do you like to do? Or do you, you know, like I'm recommending a brewery to my dad who likes very traditional beer interesting loggers. That's going to be really wildly different than to Aaron who loves like funky saisons and like open fermented sours, you know, like that's a unique space. So I love that you said like, just go to people that work in the space and ask what they would do. And then I love this idea of freedom. Like that almost makes it feel like more of an adventure, you know, like we're only, that's an easy goal to hit, right? Like we're going to two breweries, check, check, done. Now the rest is just icing on the cake. And especially like, I've actually never kind of taken that tactic, but when I've reviewed or not reviewed, when I've recommended Colorado breweries, the big ones that I recommend 
aren't on the, the 10 best breweries in Colorado. They're not the, you know, ones that are in everyone's pictures. It's Finkel and Garf in Boulder. It's Landlocked Ales and Lakewood. You know, it's like these little funky spots that have like opened up a space in my heart. So I, I love that, that, okay. So, so far we are, we're going, we're getting our sweat on and then we're aiming for two breweries and then getting recommendations. Yes. Easy, straightforward. Yeah. And it sounds like it's, it sounds really simple um, to be able to do that. And it's literally just, Hey, let me look at all trails. Like I leverage all trails for almost every single one of my trips because they are a really good like rating interview trail app, but also like I'm not necessarily the most directionally oriented person Mm -hmm. and all trails has like navigation in the app that you can use in case you like stray off the trail. (laughs) And so I like, I just enjoy having that technology and my day jobs in tech. So obviously I'm going to like geek out about apps and stuff, but, um, I'll use all trails to be like, okay, I want like a moderate or a hard one for like my first or second day, but like, I want something easier on the third third day if we're there for a longer weekend. Um, so I can kind of like use that, plan that out. And then brewery wise, it's like, okay, I know which ones I want to hit out first. And then the other recommendations can be like pieced together throughout the weekend. And generally, like I do try to plan like, okay, what neighborhood, like what other breweries are in this neighborhood so that you are also like kind of efficient and like you can walk to places versus having to lift everywhere or Uber everywhere, Sure, which is another important thing when doing beer travel is like, don't drink and drive. I shouldn't have to fucking tell you guys that, but like, especially when you're traveling, don't do that. Yeah. Like if you have a rental car or something and you don't have like, you're like, Oh no, I can't like leave the rental car here overnight. Like, no, just out of the gate, Uber Lyft. Like, don't even mess with it. Like, right. Yeah. That's uh, I like that beer travel stick to ride share. Yes. Or if you're traveling with a group, like maybe not the sexiest answer, set up DDs, take shifts yeah, and everybody takes a turn. And that's, that's what it is. But I, I agree. I think I'm glad you touched upon that. It's one of those logistics things that no one ever mentions. I want to back up just a little bit other than hiking. What are other really good? Like, okay, if we went hiking yep. and just day one, totally kicked my yep. butt and I'm like, my quads are on fire. I can't move. What are some other good activities to pair with afternoon beers. Yeah. So if there's water around kayaking, because then you just use your arms. <laughs> so you kind of balance oh. it out where you're like, okay, I like wrecked my quads yesterday, but today I'm just like paddling. So I usually recommend like kayaking or try to like paddleboard, um, which are both fun and like you're out in the water there. So like, it's again, unique to that city, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just be on that water anywhere. Yeah. I also like finding like rock climbing gyms, because I find that the community of rock climbers are very like open and accepting of like, I'm not a good rock climber, but I enjoy it. So yeah. I'll go uh, find a place in like Boulder for an hour or so and like get a really good pump in li- like literally your, my forearms. It's my forearms so good. Uh, <laughs> but I always meet really interesting people there and everyone's like always willing to like be supportive and helpful if I'm like, oh, I can't get this route. And they're like, oh, try this. I'm like, ah, yes, technique. Why don't I use that? Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> So that's another thing. And every uh, climbing gym is really different too. So it's like kind of cool to explore and poke around there. Usually I'll do climbing gyms if it's like raining outside and I'm like, ah, not hiking in the rain. So where do I go? No, that's Uh, a good idea. And I've kind of found this like persona of the weekend warrior, right? Like hiking, biking, swimming, like active 
they like beer too. And so they probably would like, if you can't, or maybe you were nervous at the first brewery or the beer tenders were standoffish or something, and you couldn't get a beer rack from the brewery, your rock climbing pals would probably have some pretty good beer, beer racks too. Exactly. And if you're like, not necessarily like a super athletic person, but you still want to like get a good sweat on. Um, I just went e-biking here in Seattle and I don't know if you've been on an e-bike. Never been on an e-bike. It was amazing. Um, you're still like pedaling, but you can like pick your level of resistance. So you can pick like, I want low support or I want turbo where it's just like zoom. Uh, but it matches like whatever level you're on, however you're like pedaling, it kind of matches that output. Uh, and it was like, super lovely. And like everyone in my group that went, like I went with my work like group, which was like a bunch of engineers <laughs> and like everyone had varying like abilities of athleticism and everyone did great and had a fun time. And I was like, Oh, I would like never have thought to do this on my own. I'm glad that we did it as like a team building thing, but I'm like, this sure. is a good solution for people who are maybe with like people of varying athletic abilities because you can like ramp up or down. And it's a great way to see the city. Absolutely. I love all these tips. Now I'm like, man, I'm, I don't have any like leisure travel trips planned anytime soon. Most of it's like work or going on just like a relaxing trip. But now I'm like, okay, we got to get something on the book. So, well, that's the other thing too, is I feel like for me, like it's half work, half play. Like, oh, I love that. <laughs> woe is me. My travel trip has to have breweries in it. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Living my best life here of like really just, And we've been working with, like, a lot of these cities have ale trails. And so we'll partner with, like, you know, Bend, Oregon, the Bend Ale Trail. Um, And they'll, like, have us come out and they'll set up different tours and everything with us, which is really cool. And then we get to highlight the Bend Ale Trail on our blog. And there are so many ale trails. I'm going to try to get that blog out. I have a list of every, not every, but most of the ale trails in the U.S. um, that I'm trying to get out on our blog so that other people can be like, what city do I want to go to? Oh, and they have an ale trail here. And a lot of the ale trails like give you prizes for like completing so many breweries. And it's like a really cute little like experience. And you're supporting that local city and the breweries. Exactly. No, I, I love that. I recently found the Vermont series of ale trails. So they have like one up North and one up South and one for dogs and one for everything. And so- just simply being a resident. I'm like, I want to get the stickers. It kind of brings out my little kid. Like it somehow pulls up like summer reading programs when you're a kid Mm -hmm. and you're really competing for stickers and like a pat on the back. That's what ale trails do to me as a (laughs) grown-up. I don't know what that says about how I was raised that we went from library to brewery, but I think it's right. (laughs) I feel that though. Like I remember the summer reading programs where I was just like, here's my, my thing. I would run, rent out like 20 R.L. Stein fear street books. And I would just like tear through them. And then I was like, Oh, cool. You get like a pizza hut coupon. Like, Oh my gosh. But you get something tangible. And I think that's like, I mean, we can talk about, we're not going to talk about beer mobile apps because that's a sore subject. But if we, um, if you think about it, like going and actually getting like a physical passport when you're visiting someone, one, like that's cool to have, like there's the physical element of having that, but also like being able to like actually redeem items for like, it, again, it's, it's for supporting these local breweries and it's, it's a pretty cool little program. So I've been having a lot of fun, like exploring ale trails, uh, this year and just like dabbling. That's amazing. <laughs> I, Okay. Now you've convinced me. I need to go get the passport. I need to get all the Vermont passports and we'll just check them off. So 
I know I want to make sure we have time on this episode. You have abs- you've done more beer travel than anyone I know, where you've actually gone to a city, taken the time to explore the craft beer scene. So if you could give, like, you could probably talk about every beer city, but let's narrow it down to five or fewer beer cities and why you should go there. Either the type of beer that they really excel in or the types of outdoor activities that you can expect there, or maybe a little bit of both, but, but your top five that you would be like beer travelers, this is where you should go. Yeah. And if it's less than five, that's okay too. (laughs) As a North Carolinian, I have to put Asheville first. Um, Mm -hmm. Asheville is amazing. They have really, really, really high quality breweries there and a ton of them, but also it's in the mountains and it's beautiful. It's just a stunning location for hiking. Um, and then you have like really interesting breweries like burial and like green man are the two that I normally think out of the gate. Um, but you have bigger breweries like new Belgium there and wicked weed. Um, and then off the beaten path, like Zillicoa, which is like right on the water out there. And they just make like just crisp, oh, just like good quality, clean beers. I love Asheville. I highly recommend visiting there. It's kind of like I don't know. I didn't know about Asheville until I moved to North Carolina. So um, they oftentimes pop up like on like good beer cities to go to. And I'm just like, yes, highly recommend. Amazing. Um, So that's probably number one. Perfect. I recently went to Portland, Maine. And while the like number of breweries is a little bit less there. The uniqueness of just like being in Portland and like going to a brewery that has lobster rolls, like as their food truck is really fucking cool. <laughs> and so I agree. I, when we were house hunting, Portland was a place because right. We were buying a house mm-hmm. in a beer city, which is why we ended up in Vermont, but I got fresh oysters that were like pulled out that morning and it would oysters and beer can't beat that. Yes. <laughs> I loved it. Yes, a thousand percent. We should do like an oyster beer pairing. They, I bet they do that. I would love that. Let's do it. Let's get it on the books. I'll drive there. And also, like, it's always surprising because, like, we went to some smaller breweries there and then we went to like Allagash, which mm-hmm. is huge. Uh, and I remember being like, I don't know how like I'm going to feel about Allagash. And I got there and I was like, oh, no, this is like incredible. At, everyone was so lovely there. Like they showed us their cool ship where they do all their open fermentation Amazing. and like what looks like a murder house. Like the guy was <laughs> taking us back there and I was like, you going to murder me or are we? And he's like, I know it looks like a little sketchy, but you open it and they have the big cool ship in there. And that's where they do all of their cool ship beers. And I was like, all right, this is really fucking cool and like unique. Um, so I loved going there. We also went to Geary while we were there, which is like the oldest brewery in New England. And they have like a tiny, tiny tasting room, but a huge facility and like old, like their tanks there were like, um, uh, rounded out by like bricks, <laughs> like, cause they were just the original tanks from like, yeah. the, I guess. and they did open fermentation there too. So they had these big tanks with open fermentation, which was really cool. And, uh, they let me like get on their bottling line. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it was just like a cool, like, experience. yeah. Um, uh, so I loved Portland, Maine. That was obviously a, a closer trip that we recently did, but, um, super fun space. Um, I'm trying to think of like, 
my other favorite, I can't not say Charlotte. I know, I know (laughs) I live there. I am fully biased, but like Charlotte has a shit ton of breweries, like, like in our, in Charlotte and like the outer area of Charlotte, there's gotta be like 70, like we just have a, I can walk to seven from my house. So like we have a really strong brewery game in Charlotte. And obviously I have really really strong relationships with a lot of the breweries in Charlotte. So if you need any Charlotte beer trip ideas, I'm definitely your girl. And I feel like I have a lot of people hit me up like, what's your favorite brewery in Charlotte? And I'm like, loaded question, bringing it back to what you said earlier. Like, what are you looking for? Are you looking for like a really unique aesthetic or a vibe? Are you looking for like really good IPAs, whatever it may be? So I would say um, like quick, quick tip in the middle while you think of your last two. um, Yeah. If you're following beer personalities, I feel weird calling us influencers. Like if you're following people that drink beer on Instagram and TikTok and all of the socials and you're going to their city, if you send them a message asking for a recommendation, they'll probably give you one and they might even meet up with you because that's that's how you and I met is I sent you a message and I was like, hey, I'm here in Charlotte. And you were like, okay, let's drink, let's go. And we had a great time. So um. I mean, I know if anyone is ever in Denver or if they're in Vermont, um, I would love to give you a beer recommendation. That would actually make my whole day. If you reached out and you said, I'm nearby, what should I drink? Yep. And I think, I mean, Denver's also on the top of the city list, right? For how can it not be? It's the same thing too. It's like (laughs) easily accessible hiking and just tons of really good quality breweries. Um, You were mentioning a couple of your like outskirts ones. I used to go to Broomfield a lot for work and there was this place called Four Noses out there that yes. made really good sours. Oh, I love that. Okay, and like, they that also like make a rice pot. lager that it's called Puffed Jasmine and it's uh, on it the best of the best rice lagers. Okay, so we're yeah. we're putting Denver in spot number four. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think last on my list is going to be Austin, but I haven't been to Austin in a hot minute. But I'm thinking if I'm like spreading you guys out around the U.S. I love that. We that haven't done sense. anything on the West Coast. Do you want to give the West Coast anything? I am in Seattle right now. Um, Seattle has a really good beer scene out here too. I'm still learning. Seattle, to me, anywhere I am in the city, I don't know where I am. Like every neighborhood looks the same and I have no idea how to distinguish where I'm at. But the Ballard area of Seattle has a whole cluster of breweries, including like Great Notion has a second location there. But my two favorite in Seattle are Urban Family Brewing, which makes like really, really good sours and also a really good variety of IPAs. And then Stoop Brewing, which is an LGBTQ owned brewery right across the street from Urban Family. So I'm literally like, these are my places. Like, <laughs> here we That's are. amazing. Um, I, it's been a minute since I've been in Seattle as well, but the cider scene is actually pretty cool yeah, there too. I'm staying in Capitol um, right now and there's like the, literally like the cider place right across the street from me that I have to hit up. But yeah, got a lot going on. So that's yeah. okay. So we have, I'll let you revise your list or add any special mentions, but we have Asheville, Portland, Maine, Charlotte, Denver, and Seattle. So if you're, if we're looking for beer trips, start there. And if none of those float your boat, or maybe you've been you've been to all of those and you're looking for something new, hit Mel up. Hit her up on any of her profiles and she'll probably help you reason through this. Well, we're kind of wrapping up this episode. Um, I know what's brewing, brewing <laughs> in, <laughs> in the back kind of of your 
idea bucket and work bucket, but I'd love um, if you want to give everybody a sneak preview on kind of how they can get involved with you and your own beer travel adventures. Yes. Yeah. So I have been partnering with Melissa, if you guys follow the girl with beer, um, on some travel adventures this year. And it just literally like I met her in San Diego once before the pandemic. And then Alicia, my co-founder of work for your beer, couldn't make a trip that we were doing in St. Pete, which also a great brewery spot. And so I was like, I think Melissa has been traveling around. Like, I wonder if she'll come with me. And she did. And we had a blast. And then from then we, she came to Seattle with me. We went to Vegas together. I just was with her in Vancouver. And we, we said we should host a travel trip where we're able to go to like a different beer infused city that people don't traditionally think of for beer. So like a lot of people are like, yeah, Belgium and Germany and like Belgium and Germany are great. But like, we want to go to like Iceland and see what Reykjavik has to offer. We want to go. Oh my gosh. It's great. It's good beer. We want to go to like Greece and like see what their beer scene is like. Like I want to go to Bali and New Zealand and Australia. And so we're trying to plan like four different trips next year um, in all very different locations where anyone can like kind of book the trip and come along with us. And it'll be very similarly structured to like how we travel normally, which is like active things complemented by drinking craft beer. Um, And we'll probably also do like some beer yoga classes or like any sort of like, educational components that people are looking for. I'm hoping I can reel you in to at least one or two of the trips so that you can do some beer feeling stuff and some tasting. Absolutely. But yeah, and we, you know, it's open to like all genders, but I think that we're trying to like focus on women in beer and getting a lot of these really badass women who just enjoy drinking beer and like being active in one space. And so, um, if you're interested in that, just follow, we're at, at work for your beer. You can find all the links and everything on our page there, but we're kind of like collecting information of people who want to go. And then we'll announce our first location. Hopefully, I don't know when this episode is airing. Hopefully it's launched by the time uh, this airs. Um, So we'll have a location selected, but yeah, we've got a a lot of really good options right now. So it's exciting. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. I, I have been wanting to go like, this is my yes barrier, right? Like that's how we started the episode. I'm a good event planner. I've planned events in the past and I've wanted to go on beer travel. And every time I've tried to explore it, I end up being in charge. And that's where I hit the wall of like, well, I want to go, but I don't, I just want to go participate. Or like you mentioned, I would love to teach a feelings workshop in Athens. Like that sounds heavenly or like wherever you take me, we will have beer. We will have feelings. I will teach what I can, but the fact that you guys are doing it and I can just come and be a participant. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to figure out how to come to as many as I can provided budget and time off allows (laughs) being an adult is hard, Yeah, but absolutely. If you're listening and this sounds like your jam follow well, everybody should follow just work for your beer on Instagram. You're on TikTok. Are you on TikTok yet? We are on TikTok. Perfect. We TikTok a little bit. We t- you dabble. <laughs> you dabble. I'm getting more involved in TikTok. So absolutely yeah. follow Mel, follow work for your beer. Hopefully I see everybody and you on an upcoming trip and just, this sounds great. Like I'm all jazzed. I'm all riled up, which is how I know we need to end the episode. I always end the episodes when I get a little too worked up. So any, before we sign off today, any closing remarks, final statements? 
No, I just love having these conversations with you. I feel like you and I have like meshed so well since we first met and uh, I love catching up with you. And I feel like this type of stuff is like really exciting for both of us. So it's been so natural, just like having the conversation and I appreciate you having me on the show. You're so Oh my gosh. Thank you you so much for coming on the show, giving all the listeners a new voice to listen to instead of my own. Um, But we'll do a little cheers. Cheers, pal. Cheers. We're going to wrap things up on this show. I hope that no matter where you are, if you have beer travel planned or you're going to come travel with us here in the near future, I hope that you're having a great afternoon and you are enjoying it with a great beer in hand and even better people by your side. Cheers, everybody. 